0: welcome everyone to the lo-fi poli podcast i'm your host michael pickering that's right low fives and low fidelity low quality in your face messy as can be global news show here we're going to talk about that famous question what's going on in the world today we'll be covering five headlines from across the globe and then choose one to go into a more detailed analysis the news fresh off the press source reuters world section police file case against indian news anchor for inciting hatred a popular news anchor had reportedly crossed the line legally by inciting religious hatred with the criticism of politicians' reactions, or lack thereof, to the death of two Hindu holy men via a mob, the same incident we've been talking about for the past two weeks. The Implications The News Anchor is a popular Hindi nationalist television anchor. As nationalist movements across the globe have risen in popularity in the past decade, so too has the question, how far is too far when going unhinged, shouting, yelling, being derogatory versus being discriminatory, free speech versus hate speech? This is not a new topic for listeners, but what may be new is our understanding that laws in countries vary on this subject a lot. Inciting religious tension or hatred in India is not taken lightly, as that tension has existed since the creation of the Pakistani and Indian states, though that's a topic for another time. Next up, source, AP News International. Greenland ready to take U.S. aid but won't accept conditions. That's right, Greenland and the U.S. are back in the news again. After about a year since the US president stated interest in buying it, though, it's part of Denmark and not for sale. And guess what? It's still part of Denmark and still not for sale. The implications. The US opened a new consulate there and is planning on spending up to $12 million in aid in the region. Why, you may ask, is it? Is it because we like polar bears and penguins? And yes, I know, penguins are in the Antarctic and polar bears are in the Arctic. I make this mistake purposely, so I have reason to say so, and let everyone know that these two wonderful creatures live in similar environments, but are across the globe from each other. Except at zoos. But that too is a discussion for a different day. I digress. So why is the US so interested in Greenland? A question to lo-fi poli students out there. Anyone keeping up with Russian activity in the Arctic? Maybe we should, because it appears someone in the US government finally has as well. We'll be keeping an eye on the Arctic for certain and penguins, and polar bears. It's Thursday, Lo-Fi listeners, meaning we're bringing you Thursday's feature of Reporters Without Borders, focusing on Costa Rica today. Geography lesson in Central America. To the north, Costa Rica borders Nicaragua. To the east, Caribbean Sea. To the southeast, Panama. And the west, and southwest, the Pacific Ocean. In 2018, Costa Rica had a World Bank recorded GDP per capita of just over $12,000 a year making it a middle-of-the-way country as far as economic development goes. Just some comparative analysis for all you listeners out there. Let's remember that Reporters Without Borders ranks 180 countries and territories by level of media freedom in the country, both constitutionally and in practice. And in 2019, Costa Rica comes in at... Number 10 out of 180 countries and territories across the globe. Below it, at number 11, is Estonia, and above it at number 9 is Belgium. Being number 10, having moved up three places since 2018 makes Costa Rica one of the freest media environments in the world, and the freest media system in the Western Hemisphere. And yes, really, lo-fi listeners. To quote Reporters Without Borders, the Latin American country with the best record of respecting human rights and freedoms of expression, Costa Rica, is a remarkable exception in a region characterized by corruption, violent crime, and constant violence against the media. Journalists are free to work, and progressive legislation regulates the freedom of information." Ownership of Costa Rica's media is nonetheless concentrated in very few hands, limiting media pluralism to a significant degree. End quote. Well done, Costa Rica, well done. And a side note about media ownership concentration. This is not a Costa Rican-specific phenomenon. Rather, media ownership globally is becoming more concentrated among media and conglomerates. And now for our Headline in the Spotlight segment. Source, BBC News, World Section. Syria Civil War. Germany holds unprecedented state torture trials. Two individuals, thought to be intelligence officers for the current ruling Assad regime, are now officially on trial for crimes against humanity. These two men left the war, applied for asylum in Germany, and were arrested for these crimes in 2019. President Assad of Syria has denied these claims. The background and implications of this story. The Syrian civil war has its beginning rooted in the Arab springs of anti-authoritarian protests started in the country in 2011. Those protests were brutally repressed by the Assad regime, and then the civil war began. This war has gone on for nine years, with other countries like Russia, the US, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Israel, Iran, and several others, all taking active roles in the civil war, which perpetuates the intensity of the war itself. There has long been claims and reports of crimes against humanity and international laws being broken, potentially by both sides as well as outside actors. We'll be watching very closely as this case develops, the first of potentially many more to come, of trials over crimes against humanity in the world today. And a last piece of news from CNN, World Section. Scientists discover a new snake, and name it Salazar Slytherin. That's right, all you Harry Potter fans out there. And for those that aren't, this name is a character in the books and films. But fans of Harry Potter, you get your magic-made reality. This was a new species of green pit viper in India. And yes, they are venomous. The implications... I think it's fantastic that scientists today are moving away from old Latin and Greek names for things that none of us can pronounce or know what they mean and begin moving to something more fun and rememberable. Side note, if you are one of the few people who know Latin and Greek and can translate scientific names for genus and species, good for you. We like you as well. But naming things in the world in a fashion that everyday ordinary people can understand, relate to, and have fun with only encourages people to take more interest in the world in which we live. Well done, scientist. Well done. However, Gandalf is better. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. Please write in with your comments, questions, and requests for countries of our new segments too. lofipolysci at planetmail.com. That's lofi, L-O-F-I, poly, P-O-L-I, psi, sci, at planetmail.com. Let me say thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, wash those hands, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Lo-Fi podcast. Pickering, signing off. Welcome, everyone, to the Lo Fi Side Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pickering. That's right, Lo Fi's and low fidelity, low quality, in your face, messy as can be global news show. Here we're going to talk about that famous question What's going on in the world today? We'll be covering five headlines from across the globe and then choose one to go into a more detailed analysis. The news fresh off the press. Source Reuters World. Journalists at Russian business newspaper complain of pro Kremlin censorship. That's right, folks. Several journalists at a prominent Russian business paper called Veromosti are complaining that their editor is blocking stories focusing on, or rather criticizing, President Putin's planned constitutional change to allow him to rule the country until 2036. The implications. As we've previously discussed Putin's planned change to the Constitution to solidify his continued place of power as head of Russia, it comes as no surprise that media outlets are being censored in a way to make this story look anything but a great move for Russia. And if you think I'm being hard on Russia... Wait till we get to them in our segment of Reporters Without Borders. They rank 149 out of 180 countries and territories in the world. That should be a statement in and of itself. Moving on. Next up, source, AP News International. EU says Britain making unrealistic post-Brexit demands. Well, surprise, surprise. Houston, we have a problem with Brexit. Brexit. That's right, on this beautiful Friday afternoon, after three years of negotiation, three prime ministers, a whole lot of back and forth, and the world as it is today, Brexit is still in trouble. As I've said before, lo-fi nation, the world is still turning as it always does. And this story is the same old, same old story. The implications. The UK is standing firm on the idea that they will be officially out of the Economic Trade Union on December 31. And the EU says, then let's make a new trade agreement and then no one can decide what the new plan will look like. The question to students of Lo-Fi poli will the UK really, really leave on December 31? Or will they ask for an extension? Will they even be able to make a trade deal by December 31, even if they do leave by that date? Write in with your response, simply stating, "Uh, should I stay or should I go? And now, Friday, it's Freedom House Friday, as we continue our journey down Central America, right before we break into South America. Today, we're featuring Panama. Geography lesson, lo-fi listeners. Panama borders Costa Rica to the west, the Caribbean Sea to the north, Colombia to the east, and the Pacific Ocean to the south. Let's remember that Freedom House creates a freedom score from 0 to 100, based off of the level of civil liberties and civil rights in a country as well as three categories of free, partially free, and not free. For a bit of perspective on Panama, their World Bank 2018 reported GDP per capita was about $15,500 a year, making it a middle-of-the-way country as far as economic development goes. And in 2019, Panama received a Freedom House score of 84 out of 100, with a ranking of free. To quote Freedom House, Panama's political institutions are democratic, with competitive elections and orderly rotations of power. Freedoms of expression and association are generally respected. However, corruption and impunity are serious challenges, affecting the justice system and the highest levels of government. Discrimination against racial minorities is common, and indigenous groups have struggled to uphold their legal rights with respects to land and development projects. End quote. The implications that even in a democracy as free as Panama and a country with a decent degree of economic prosperity, there always resides issues of different groups being excluded or discriminated against. This again reinforces the idea that democratization is and always, everywhere, an unfinished process. And now for our headline in the spotlight segment. Source: Reuters World News. Saudi-led coalition announces one-month extension of Yemen ceasefire. This news comes as the previous ceasefire was never fully implemented or respected but in hopes that due to current global conditions, the civil war in the country will come to a pause for humanitarian reasons. The background and the implications of this story. The civil war in Yemen has its roots in the Arab Spring, which started in 2010-2011, as we spoke about this week with the story on Syria. A major difference between these two cases is that the world's largest man-made famine ensued from this civil war. And to be clear, it is a man-made famine. People are not dying of starvation because of a drought or lack of food. They are dying of starvation because people are being withheld food, and aid is not being allowed to go into the regions that it is most direly needed. In short, this isn't a food shortage issue. It's a food distribution issue. Any possibility of a ceasefire to help ease this situation is something everyone, everywhere, should get behind. We here at Lo-Fi Polisai are hoping for you, Yemen. Let there be peace. And a last piece of news on this fantastically fresh Friday. Source, BBC News, Science. Hubble Telescope delivers stunning 30th birthday picture. All those amazing photos of space that we like so much for computer backgrounds. Thank you, Hubble. Happy birthday. Take some time today to see what our universe looks like. It's truly inspiring. The implications, be it the Milky Way, a cosmic reef, or a nebula of ever-expandingly beautiful space degree. So many colors and shapes that make up our space. As always, lo fi nation, when you look up at the sky tonight, say thank you and happy birthday, Hubble. And remember, in the vastness that is space, we are never alone. We are we. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. Please write in with your questions, comments, and requests for our country's and news segments to lo fi poli Planetmail at planetmail.com. That's lo fi, L O F I, poli, P O L I, sci sci at planetmail.com let me say thank you so much for listening stay safe wash those hands and i'll see you on the next episode of the lo-fi Poly-Sci podcast pickering signing off welcome everyone to the lo-fi Poly-Sci podcast i'm your host michael pickering and that's right low fis and low fidelity low quality in your face messy as can be global news show here we're going to talk about that famous question What's going on in the world today? And you guessed it, Lo-Fi Nation. It's Messy Monday. That's right. It's time for that Fast Cap Weekend Recap. Messy Monday's Weekend Recap will bring you 10 fast-paced headlines from across the globe and then a piece of humanity to send you on your way for the week. So let's get messy. The news, fresh off the press. Source. The next four stories are all from Reuters World Section. And to Russia we go. Russian envoy to Denmark says U.S. provokes Arctic peace. This comes just after our reporting last week that the U.S. wants to increase spending in Greenland by $12 million. Remember I said we should start paying attention up there? Well, it seems Russia is. In Vietnam. Vietnam jails Facebook user over anti-state post. The individual was sentenced to a year and a half, and I quote, for abusing the rights to democracy and freedom. End quote. Hey, Facebook. Aren't tech companies supposed to save the world from things like this? In El Salvador... El Salvador authorizes use of legal force against gangs. Just recently, one of our Freedom House segments focused on El Salvador and how violence and criminal activity greatly hindered the progression of the country. This weekend, almost 60 people were killed due to gang violence. Now the president is authorizing police and military to use deadly force to try and stop the violence. Now to the coast of Iran. U.S. Naval Coalition creates insecurity in the Gulf. Iran military statement. For weeks now, we've brought you stories about increased tensions in the region, as well as last week's launch of an Iranian military satellite and the U.S. president's tweet about shooting down Iranian gunboats. It appears that the Iranian military didn't like that tweet very much. And our next three stories all come from the BBC Middle East and Africa sections. In Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia ends execution for crimes committed by minors, says Commission. Recently, we've heard multiple stories of human rights violations in the country. Today, Saudi Arabia makes a step in the right direction by no longer killing children that commit crimes. No one clap. You don't get applause for doing something that everyone already knows you shouldn't do. Nonetheless, this is a good thing. Curious enough, though, this royal decree came from King Solomon himself, and not the crown prince, who is generally seen as the ruler of the country. We'll be keeping an eye on this interesting note. In Yemen. Yemen ward, Separatists declare autonomous rule in South Last week, there was discussion on a ceasefire due to current conditions in the country. Now, it seems as if that may not take place, as this group had previously agreed to a power-sharing arrangement with the UN-slash-internationally-backed government of the country. We'll be waiting to see how this story develops further. In Somalia, U.S. admits civilian casualties in Somalia. U.S. Africa Command has finally acknowledged the unintended deaths of civilians due to drone strikes. The command further states that a website will be going online soon, where people and organizations can launch inquiries about further civilian casualties. And our final three stories come from AP News International and Oddities. In Israel, Netanyahu confident US will support West Bank annexation. To be clear to lo fi listeners, annexing territory is another way of saying I'm, taping, I'm taking something that wasn't originally mine and making it mine. Russia was kicked out of the G8 for annexing Crimea. What will the world's reaction be to Israel? if they annex the West Bank. Write in and let me know your thoughts. In California, official resigns after throwing cat during online meeting. Oh, California. Is it really a good idea to throw a cat whilst drinking beer during a Zoom meeting for the City Planning Commission? Short answer, no it is not. It may be Messy Monday, but it's never throw a cat Messy Monday. Bad form, sir. Bad form. And our last piece of news from the AP, Louisiana, One-eyed squirrel with Instagram account is returned to nature. Oh, where to begin? Who takes in a squirrel? Who takes in a one-eyed squirrel? Who compares a one-eyed squirrel to, and I quote, having a toddler on meth? Let's just say thank you, authorities, for picking up this little squirrel named Wilhelmina and returning her to her natural environment. Wild animals are wild, and let them be as such. Nature is beautiful because it's natural, untampered, unhindered. But remember, lo fi poli listeners, we are part of nature. We are beautiful. Let your life and imagination and innovation go unhindered this week. Peace and well being on this messy Monday. Peace and well being, lo fi nation. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. Please write in with your questions, comments, or requests for countries for our new segments too. lo fi poli at planetmail.com. That's lo fi, L O F I, poly, P O L I, S-C-I, at planetmail.com. Let me say thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, wash those hands, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Lo-Fi Polysty podcast. Pickering, signing off.